Heavenly Father, this morning, uh, we've worshiped you through, through music and prayer and, and uh, thinking about your presence here today. And God, as we open your word, may you speak to our hearts. May you uh, just, just uh, wrap us with your love this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've ever lived on the West Coast, maybe Los Angeles area, you may have experienced an earthquake. Anybody live through an earthquake? Oh, many of you. See, I'm jealous. I am genuinely jealous. I would love to experience an earthquake. And those of you that have been through one probably think that I'm an idiot. It's okay. My guy in the back, see, there's only, has, have any of you since first service decided you'd like to live through an earthquake as well? Okay, we're up to four, five, six. Thank you, Daisy. Excellent. I would love to experience it where the earth kind of trembles and shakes. I mean, I've lived through a hurricane. Now I need an earthquake. It's, it happens all the time in our lives where, where the earth kind of trembles and shakes, especially if you're a child. If you have little kids, you have seen this firsthand where something gets just a, a little messed up in their life and their whole life falls apart. Have you seen this before? Little children just can't handle life anymore. I brought some examples for you this morning. Would you like to see them? Mm. Brought some examples for you this morning. Would you like to see them? Excellent. Here's the first one. Look at this kid right here. Poor kid on the right. He didn't want to share the leg hole in the cart with his sister. Earth shattering. He is done. Can't handle life. Uh, Here's the next one. Let's see what we got here. Oh, this poor kid. His mom couldn't fix the cracker that's broken. Look at the little piece that's fallen off there. Can you see that in the back? You probably can't. We need bigger screens. Let's do that in March. Okay. Uh, let's go to the next one here. Oh, this sweet little girl face down. Her mother said good morning to her. Lost it. Earth shattering. Couldn't handle life. Here's the next one. Here we go. A uh, little girl, her mom wouldn't let her wear dirty underwear as a hat. That would just absolutely wreck me as well. I get that. Okay, here's, here's another one. Ah, uh, little guy, he doesn't want to go, even though we've repeatedly told him that we're not going anywhere. Can't handle it. Just temper tantrum on the floor. All right, here's the last one. Oh, this little girl, her brother joined her for breakfast. Her world is rocked. It's funny how kids uh, experience life a little differently. And little things can really rock their worlds. Just this last week, Pastor Jennifer sent me a video. It was a video of uh, these three kids that had absolutely lost it. Uh, their, their life was ruined forever. Christmas was canceled this year uh, because they had Elf on the Shelf. Do any of you have Elf on the Shelf? Any kids? Yeah, many of you. Oh, nice. Older kids too. Very nice. Um, if you don't know what Elf on the Shelf is, some families have this elf that appears on December 1, and he's there, and he travels around sometimes, and sometimes he does good things, sometimes he does bad things. Um, our elf is named Chuckles. That's his name. That's what we call him. And this morning, he had moved to the top of the refrigerator. Saw him this morning when I left today. And um, there's only one rule about the elf on the shelf. What is the rule? You don't touch the elf. And in this video that Pastor Jennifer sent me, these three kids are absolutely losing their mind because their youngest sister is holding the elf. (laughs) Christmas got canceled for them and their life has fallen apart. And while it happens to kids and these little things seem to be massive things, 
Earthquakes happen all the time in lives of high schoolers and collegiates and young adults and adults and old people too. In fact, it happens more than we want to admit where our world gets rocked and we tremble in our boots and we we shake in our knees and we sometimes even question our very own faith in the God of the universe. But I have good news today. I've got great news today. Though the mountains shake around you, though life comes crashing down around you sometimes, though struggles will happen to you, though trouble sometimes seems to find you, though tough times become all the time sometimes, when friends leave you because they aren't that committed to you, when your family turns their back on you, when you need people the most, though the mountains are shaken, and here's the point, don't miss it, here it is on the screen, God's love is eternal. It never stops, it never weakens, it never ends, it never fails. It's not determined on how good or bad you are. God's love doesn't wait for you to love him back. It doesn't keep a record of your sins and then you receive love. It doesn't depend on your net worth. It doesn't depend on how good your grades are in school. It doesn't depend on if you sit on the church board. It doesn't depend on if you're vegan, vegetarian, or you eat meat. God's love is eternal. I want you to see this with me this morning. And so if you have a Bible this morning, I invite you to open it to Isaiah chapter 54. And if you didn't bring a Bible with you today, there's a blue Bible in front of you that you can turn to page 524 and you'll read the same words that I'm reading in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 10 page 524 in the the blue Bible in front of you. Uh, This is one of these promises that I could put it on the screen, but I really just want you to see it with your own eyes because this is one that you have to bury in your heart for when when the times get tough, this is the promise that you grab hold of, that God's love is eternal. Isaiah chapter 54, we're focusing on one verse today with a few side verses. Isaiah 54 verse 10, say amen if you're there. All right. Uh, I think first service was a little faster than second service. Do you think so? Mm-hmm. All right, we'll give them a little more time. Isaiah 54, verse 10. Here's what my Bible says in the New International Version. It says this. Uh, this is Isaiah. He's relaying God's message, God's words to you and me today. Here's what he says. God says, Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Isn't that beautiful? Let me read it again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant, my my promise of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. That's beautiful. Do you believe it, though? See, sometimes we humans, we we look at love through a human angle. And we humans, as we interact, love becomes temporary. It becomes conditional. Uh, We humans, we give up when it gets hard. We quit when we face failure. We stop caring when we get hurt. When our feelings get hurt, we're done. We unfriend people when they say something we don't like. When people send out a distress call for help, even if it's on social media, we oftentimes say, I hope somebody else can deal with them, but not me. 
See, from a human perspective, love is very temporal. It's temporary and it's conditional, yet God's love is eternal. Do you believe it? See, uh, from before you were born, before you were even an idea in your mother and your father's minds, God loved you. He loved you then, he loves you now, and he will always love you. In fact, he loved you before the beginning of the world, before the foundation of the world. Before there was even sin in the world, there was a plan of redemption in place where he loved you first. God's love is eternal. And what's beautiful to think about God's love is that he understands what it's like to be human, the ups and downs that you face, the earth-shattering events and experiences that you have. He knows what that feels like because he's been here. He's done that. In fact, Isaiah, just the chapter before this, in Isaiah 53, verse 7, here's how Isaiah, looking forward in time, describes Jesus, where he was oppressed and afflicted. Man, sometimes I feel like that's my life. Oppressed and afflicted. Can I get a witness, somebody? Yet Jesus is described in this way. He knows what it's like. He knows what it's like to be bullied. Some of you, maybe you're in, maybe you're in uh, uh, Fleece, maybe you're at FLA. You've experienced this before. Jesus knows. He's been there. He's done that with his friends and family making fun of him. He knows what it's like to have peer pressure his whole life. The, everyone wanted him to set up his earthly kingdom. He knows what it's like to have peer pressure. He knows what it's like to struggle with human desires. I wonder as God, as Jesus, being fully God and fully man, I wonder how much the human side of him wanted to give in and just say, this is ridiculous. I don't want to do this anymore. He knows what it's like to have friends desert him. When he needed them the most, they split the scene. Jesus knows what it's like to be accused of something that he never did. You've got Pilate, the high priest, Pharisees, the crowd chanting, crucify him, and he didn't do anything. He knows what it's like to be human, to have hurts, to have loss, to feel unloved. He knows what it's like to be in your shoes. He knows what relationship pain is like. He's seen sin and habits up close and personal as others struggled with it. He knows that we are undeserving of love, yet he loves us anyway. Two verses before this verse, here's what it says. Isaiah says, but he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. That's love. And God's love is eternal. One of my favorite verses in the whole Bible is found in Jeremiah 31.3. Here's what it says as God declares his love. He says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I love this part. Everlasting, that's a good word. It's a beautiful word. It means that it goes on and on and on and on and on forever. It never stops. It never ends. It never weakens. It never dies. It's everlasting. There's not too many things in life that we can say are everlasting. Um, if you own a home, then you may understand what everlasting is like. Because as soon as you own a home, you have an everlasting honey-do list that just appears and it never ends. Am I right? It's maintenance. This needs painted. This doorknob is, is a little loose. This needs screwed in. Oh, this is broken. You need to see the oven stopped working. It never ends. It's everlasting. Or if you own a car, it's the same thing. 
Gotta fill it with gas. Gotta have the oil change. Gotta rotate the tires. It's never ending. It's everlasting frustration, especially if you buy like a Volkswagen or something like that. If you have a Honda, you're good to get Toyota, you're golden. But you know, other things, you know. Um, what about this one? I wish that batteries were everlasting. Just on Thursday, um, Caffrey, my oldest son, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Caffrey, turning 11 years old. On Thursday, he went out with uh, his grandparents and they went to Target. They ate supper and they went to Target to get his birthday present. And he looks through all of the toys in Target and he came out, came to the house wielding a fully automatic double-barreled Nerf gun. I don't even think I want to have Nerf gun fights in my house anymore. This thing is wicked. Has like 40 bullets at a time it can have. And he said, Dad, it looks like it needs four AA batteries. And so I, I, I got a little screwdriver and I opened up the little, little panel and four AA batteries went in there. We screwed it down and that thing is wicked shooting around the house. Well, guess what? He used it one day and the batteries are dead. Wouldn't it be nice if batteries were everlasting? I, you know this very well, especially when you're lying in bed. Maybe it's three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock. It's about that time in the morning where every smoke detector battery dies. It's always that time, isn't it? Wouldn't it be nice if they were everlasting? You know, bee stings feel like they're everlasting. You ever been stung by a bee? It's like the throbbing pain won't stop. It's interesting that we, when we think of everlasting, it's usually frustrating or painful things or annoying things. Yet one of the only positive things that I can think of that's everlasting is God's love. And the Bible describes it with words like eternal everlasting. It was a baby born in a manger that showed that God's love is eternal. It was Jesus dying on a cross that showed that God's love is eternal. The brow of the Savior pierced by thorns to show that God's love is eternal. Jesus' blood spilled for you and me to show that God's love is eternal. Though the mountains be shaken, Though your life may feel like it's crumbling, though everything else fails, you can count on one thing. God's love is eternal. See, I know in this church right now, there are lots of shaky mountains that are happening. Everybody's got a different situation. Uh, some of you have just experienced incredible loss uh, you heard the list in, 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 in our announcements in the prayer of all the people that have died recently. I was at a funeral yesterday, Doris Bean's funeral, and uh, you know we celebrated her life, yet there's pain there because the matriarch is gone. Uh, Pastor Candy, uh, she's been through so much in the last year and a half. Or she, she lost her brother, she lost her mom, she lost her dad. Uh, Gary, her husband's lost loved ones too. They've been through it all. But you as well, you've experienced this kind of loss. Uh, um, other things. Maybe it's a marriage situation. Maybe that's what's shaking your world. I, I get emails all the time. This past week, I got an email from someone I've never met in my life. I don't even know if they attend in person or if it's just online. And they poured their heart out with all these details about what's happening in their marriage and how it's just falling apart. Uh, maybe that's your situation where your husband and wife, but your roommates really, uh, you're just trying to get along with somebody. Maybe your challenge, the rocky ground that you're on is with your kids and you try to be the best parent you can and yet you watch your kids make horrible choices. 
I hear parents all the time, they'll text me and say, Pastor Matt, please pray for my kid. This is what they're doing. This is what the situation is. Some of you, your, your rocky ground, the, the earth that's shaking around you is just finances. You've done your best. Uh, you, 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 you do your best and still it's not enough. And yet even though the mountains are shaking around you, God is with you because God's love is eternal. It never leaves. It's always constant. One of my favorite authors of all time, her name is Ellen White, and she writes in the book Desire of Ages. She writes these words. Here's what she says. She says, through all our trials, we have a never-failing helper. He doesn't leave us alone to struggle with temptation and to battle with evil and be finally crushed with burdens and sorrow. Though now he is hidden from mortal sight, we can't see him now, the ear of faith can hear his voice saying, fear not, I am with you. That's the God who's always there. That's the God whose love is everlasting and is eternal. He will love you till the very end. I've always been kind of fascinated with the ancient city of Pompeii over in Italy. Maybe some of you have visited there or been to this place. It's this ancient city that sat at the base of Mount Vesuvius. Here's a picture of that mountain, that volcanic mountain. There it is. It's a pretty picture. Evidently, this uh, city was something, something else. In fact, there, there's some remains there. You can see some of the columns here. Here it is. <clears throat> Go to the next slide here. Yeah, some of these columns here. There's some more architecture coming up here in a second. You can go to the next picture. I, I would have loved to live in Pompeii at its height, its peak. Uh, it must have been a financial center for the world. I mean, it would have been opulent and beautiful and just a fantastic place to live. But in 79 AD, which is just a few years after Jesus was here, Mount Vesuvius, Mount Vesuvius couldn't hold back any longer. And it belched out this molten lava and this ash and it comes raining down on Pompeii. In fact, it came down so quickly that everyone was essentially frozen in time, covered with feet of ashes, just obliterated. In 1863, so what, 160 years ago, uh, this man named Giuseppe Fiorelli, he goes and he starts digging around there, and he discovers the bodies of the people that were frozen in time. In fact, uh, maybe I shouldn't say bodies, but their tombs, because the ash that covered them so quickly, it froze them in time just like they lay. And he realized that if he poured plaster down into the holes where the bodies were, they've now decayed, obviously, that he could pour the plaster in and it would harden into a perfect cast of the people that were there. And so he began filling all these holes with plaster and, and it revealed the people that lived there so long ago in a perfect form. Here's some of the bodies. Look at this guy. I mean, look at it. You can see his facial features. You know exactly what he looked like. As he was digging around, as he was looking at these different people, he, he found people just frozen in time, just how they were. Uh, here's the next one. This is a, a mom with her child on her lap which is sad and kind of gruesome and gory, but it's kind of cool too that they're frozen and immortalized in time. Probably the most famous uh, cast of people that you could see that everyone knows about is this next slide. Here they are. They're called the lovers. And I don't know who they are or their names or how old they were, but they, uh, I think they're husband and wife. 
Maybe they were on the couch watching TV when Vesuvius erupted. Maybe they were taking a nap together. But whatever it is, their embrace of love at the time has been immortalized as an eternal love that lasts forever. They will be forever frozen in time as they have showed their love to each other. No matter if the mountains shake around you, no matter if the world trembles beneath your feet, no matter if you feel out of control in life, God's love is eternal. It's everlasting. It never fades. It never gets weak. It's here forever and ever. Let me pray for you this morning. Heavenly Father, today as we think about your love, it feels good to know that it's just eternal love. That there's nothing we can do to get away from it or change it. It's just your love for us. So God, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.